Welcome to the Backbox Pinball Podcast, a podcast for lady pinballers and their friends. Each week, we will sit down with a guest and chat about news and events related to women in the sport and hobby of pinball. Now here's your host, Lauren Gray. Welcome, everyone. Welcome back to the Backside, uh, Backside. I can't even say the name of my own dang show, the Backbox Pinball Podcast. See, it's been that long, y'all. But welcome. I'm so glad you guys are here. This is the Christmas Day edition of the Backbox Pinball Podcast. So we are recording this on Christmas Day. And I am very excited about the guest joining me today. First of all, I have to say that she's incredibly gracious because I've had to postpone this interview like three times. And she has been super chill. And she's like, yeah, sure, no problem. Problem. I'm like, thank you. I'm sorry. My life is a hot mess right now, but she's been incredibly gracious. She is ranked number 17th in the ladies bracket. She's appeared twice at the whipped finals at Replay FX. She is from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Please help me welcome Priyanka Kochar. Yay! Hi. <laughs> thank you for having Priyanka. me. No, again, thank you for being so gracious and so accommodating because like my life has been a hot mess the last two weeks. And I'm like, Priyanka, I have to like push it back. I have to push back again. (laughs) She's been, yeah, no, I I, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for taking time out of your, your Christmas holiday um, to spend with me and everybody else out there in uh, podcast Landia. Uh, I really appreciate it. I'm excited to have you on the show today. Great. Thank you. Yeah. I'm so um, happy holidays. Happy holidays, y'all. Before we get into the life of Priyanka, uh, we are going to make a shout out. So I have a couple of shout outs. Shout out number one is to our newest patron, Jessica Kent. Yay, Jessica uh, from Pinball Origins fame. She was on the show as well a few months back. Um, She is so positive. She's always got great content and she's, she's just always so, she's just got good vibes and she's always got these really like thought provoking questions on her face page, but I just love chatting with her. But Jessica, thank you for supporting the show at the nightlight level, which is $5 a month. Um, and that that helps pay for the uh, different things that we have on the show. Like, you know, I have to pay people to host the podcast and all this stuff. But I'm coming up with some cool things for our nightlight uh, level donors to get. So stay tuned. So those of you who have already become patrons. I got you. And if you want to become a patron, I'll get you too. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you again, Jessica, for being our newest patron. Second, um, there is, and I'll include it in the show notes. Um, I talked about Preston Moncla and the pinball mafia out of Beaumont, uh, Texas, who do a stream once a week. And they actually streamed the uh, flip side American girl pinball machine. Priyanka, have you seen it? It's the baby oh, pinball machine. I have seen pictures of it. I've never seen anyone play it. I didn't know yeah. it was available. It, yeah, no, th- this is hysterical. So they like had their whole streaming rig and they actually put it like on the actual tiny little pinball machine. I'm laughing hysterically because it's like, so funny and they're trying to keep score and, and it's fun. And just, I cracked up and they were like, we, we did it because we heard it on the Backbox Pinball podcast. I'm like, oh, you guys, it's like so sweet. But and then I'm like, this is like the best stream in the history of pinball streaming. Because it was just like, I'm going to tilt it. And then they just turned it on its side. I'm like, what are y'all doing? <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, you guys, uh, much love to you guys. That was hysterical. And um 
But overall, thank you guys so much for uh, the Twippies. That was the other thing. I knew I had something else to thank people for. The Twippies. Uh, you guys, thanks so much for all the write-in votes. I don't know if I made the cut for to be on a nomination list, but I appreciate everybody who uh, signed up the Backbox Pinball Podcast. I just wanted to get nominated. It'd be cool if I won, but I just wanted to be have a, the Lady Pinball Podcast on the nomination sheet. So that was that was my goal. So we'll see what happens in a couple of weeks. But again, thank you guys for your support. I really appreciate it. All right, Priyanka, I'm so excited to have you on the show. Yeah. You're like one like bad lady pinball player. And I mean, bad in like the most awesome way. Um, I've been following you for a while, like in oh, like the cool you. way, not like the weird cyber soccer. <laughs> but, um, but I am so excited to have you on the show. For people who don't know you, Priyanka, can you tell us about your pinball journey? Like where you started from and where you're at today? It actually is very lengthy, but I will give you the cliff note version. <laughs> so um, I went to um, college at Point Park University, um, and that's actually in downtown Pencil or downtown Pittsburgh. And um, like a couple blocks away from um, campus, there is an arcade called um, Aces Break Away and Play. I think that's what it's. It's a long name. They're still there, but um, between class, I used to go and just like mess around and play games, but not really um, like pay too much attention to it. In college, I was really into playing DDR. Like I was one of those people. <laughs> that was the length of gaming I used to do. Was just play a lot of video games and DDR. And then um, I went to, uh, I met my friend uh, Barbara in at Coachella. And every time she came to visit me, we would go to the bar and we would just play pinball all day. And I realized how much I liked it that um, randomly I was like at this tattoo parlor and I saw a Simpsons pinball party and it had a poster on it that said, join the Pittsburgh Pinball League. We're really cool. <laughs> and so <laughs> I was like, okay, I can try it. And then um, it was hosted at this cafe um, called The Beehive in Southside. This is um, 2010. And um, I remember going there really early and getting coffee and just like watching who was going into the back room to play pinball. At that time, there were the best games back there. There was um, Medieval Madness, Twilight Zone, Attack from Mars, Spider-Man, uh, really nice games. And at that time, I think the Pittsburgh Pinball League only had like 30 players. Um, to present day, I think we have around 130 players. Wow, that's We're amazing. A fairly large league, which, um, you know, since I've been playing since 2010, so that, wow, it's like nine years now. But um, that's my first kind of entry into playing pinball for fun. And I remember... One of the first people I met in the league at the time, um, Mahesh, he was like, hey, like, you really like pinball. You should come to this tournament. You'll have a good time. And I was like, oh, what is it? And he was like, oh, it's called Pinberg. <laughs> <laughs> this is in 2010. So I was able to sign up like and not have trouble because it never used to like a normal person like just some like normal thing you sign up for especially it being my first tournament and just um being like oh this is cool and you know showing up to papa for the first time just signing up that day to play pinberg and then just kind of jumping in that was like my first event and it kind of spiraled out of control from there (laughs) 
So I liked it. You did keep it to the Cliff Notes version. So that was, you know, I was like, ooh, there you could there was a lot in there to unpack, but oh my goodness. But you are, are quite um visible on the the pinball circuit, particularly the 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 women's circuit. So um we're just excited to have you here today. And and we've got all kinds of news to talk about because it's been a couple of weeks since we've had the show on. Um first off, just a couple of days ago, big news is that Stern has released um, a new title uh, from the T Netflix TV fame, Stranger Things. Um, I have not seen Stranger Things. I think I'm like the only person on the planet that has not seen <laughs> Stranger Things. Whenever it comes up in conversation, I'm like, you haven't seen it? I'm like, I know. <laughs> but, uh, but I have an idea of what the show is about. Uh, currently, they released um, some gameplay and some promo videos. Jack Danger did a um, reveal on his stream a couple of days ago. And the pro model starts at $6,099 and they showed the pro and the premium. Um, Priyanka, are you a Stranger Things fan? I have to say, yes. I have seen um, what all three seasons and I do really enjoy it. I like the vibe. It's very 80s and there's an arcade in it too. It's spectacular. Yeah, no, it, it, that's and everybody's. That's why people are like, Lauren, you're so retro. You love that kind of stuff. I was like, I know. I just I'm terrible about shows that like I have to like follow. Like I just like mm-hmm. things where I can just watch it and then like I don't need to worry about what happens the next time. I mean, that's why I watch Simpsons nonstop because <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like I'm a huge Bob's Burgers fan, as everybody knows. But it's like I'm like I don't have to worry about like a plot. Like it's literally they're all different. But uh, but some of the cool things, it has a fan layout from what I've seen the, from video wise from the YouTube videos from uh, Stern. It has a fan layout. The cool thing between the pro and the premium is that the premium has a projector that actually makes it look like it's on a, a, a big screen um, theater. And then the part of the screen drops down and has a um shot for one of the modes behind it and it looks really really cool i mean i kind of wish i the fan layout is fine i just feel like there's just been a lot of fan layouts lately from stern i mean it's the first machine that brian eddie's produced in 20 years so excited to to see him come back and start making pinball again um i mean i don't want to pass judgment until i've actually played it but uh the screen thing looks cool the pro there's no the the screen mechanism is there but it doesn't have a projector just a flat like picture yeah Um, that might be interesting yeah the projector thing seemed really cool because i was like oh it's like a drive-in movie theater that's super cool um but o- overall, I mean, it looks fun. And the thing I liked about it um, was that the modes, you could see what, what the modes were and how what the shots were. The, the game rules and the gameplay for it seemed very um, easy to understand. Mm-hmm. Which sometimes I'm some games like you know you come across like a Star Wars or something like that where you're like what am I supposed to do? Um, Elizabeth Cromwell was on um, the last show and we were talking about you're making me do math. <laughs> Why are you making yeah. me do math before I even start? <laughs> the, the math of it all. So I, I appreciate that it looked a lot a lot easier to understand, and I think that this is the kind of theme that is going to appeal to a lot of people because, you know, as much as I, it's retro, but new at the same time, because it's a popular show that's still on right now. So I think that it's really neat that they're kind of, you know, capitalizing on that. 
Yeah, I'm looking at photos of it right now, and I think it, the color package is pretty fantastic on it. And I think um, it could really translate into like a fun game. And, you know, people who are new who haven't played pinball before might be able to like really jump in once they see it because it looks so fun. It does. And, and then again, this is, you know, we're pinballers, so we kind of break it down a little further. But you have to think about we still want to get new people in the hobby. And the best way we can do that is by having themes like Stranger Things that they understand, you know, like, oh, they, they could connect to like, oh, I love this show. Like, let me go try this pinball machine. And mm-hmm. then we get another one. I'm curious about the sound package on it, if that's like another thing. Because I remember when Tron came out, it was so exciting to hear like, you know, the Daft Punk you know, sound. And I know that the, um, the creators of Stranger Things Netflix series definitely put a lot of effort into the sound, definitely for like the intro and like the different types of like kind of retro 80s synthy music. So I'm really excited to hear some major pinball synth. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Scott Denise is going to have like, you know, challenge accepted, you know, bringing back the synth. Um, But yeah, no, it's uh, a, I'm excited. I'm excited to actually see it in person. Hopefully it'll be rolling out here in the next couple of weeks. Um, But congratulations, Stern. That's pretty awesome. Uh, Other release that came out in the last two weeks, um, Rick and Morty. We talked about it a little bit on the last show because literally they had just announced it. Like we had like, we were recording like two hours later after they had made the announcement that Rick and Morty was the next title from Spooky Pinball. They only made 750 machines. They sold out. I was floored. I I knew it would be popular because we've had several people on the show that have mentioned that that's their dream theme, that they're huge Rick and Morty fans. Mm-hmm. Um, are you? Have you seen the show, Priyanka? Yeah, I've actually, I've seen all of Rick and Morty too. Um, My friends who know me do know me as like, I'm a huge animation fan. So Bob's Burgers, Simpsons, Rick and Morty. And if it's animated, I'll probably watch it. So that, I mean, that has me really exciting. I, I did see the um, video that Charlie Emery put together about breaking down um, Rick and Morty, showing the different mechanisms. It looked really cool. Um, the the Scott Denise horseshoe shot is there. He called it like the 2.0. Um, so you can shoot from either side. One side of the horseshoe's Rick, the other side's Morty. And it you know you can move from side to side. It looked really cool. It had a lot of different things. I If I knew the show better, I think I would understand more what's going on yeah, um but they have a little spaceship that they sit in and it was like the tie fighter in uh star wars where it's on a spring um but they had a a lot of neat things you could tell that there was a lot of tie-in and they worked a lot with adult swim and the creators of rick and morty they actually have the voices from rick and morty on the machine that's really important that's so cool Yeah. And to me, that's a big thing. You know, it's kind of one of those, if you have the license, like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is a great example. You Mm -hmm. have this awesome license, but you don't have any of the voices or, you know, I was like, well, yeah, that's cool. But it's like you want the call outs or, you know, Deadpool. While, yes, they use the guy who is the voice for the animated Deadpool. I was really expecting Ryan Reynolds. Um, You know, that's just you know, the fact that they kind of went and had that relationship and were able to get that from Adult Swim and the creators of Rick and Morty, I think super exciting. That's really cool. If I was to describe Rick and Morty, it's almost like Back to the Future, but crazier. And, and I did have like a Back to the Future vibe, but I wasn't sure. I was like, well, I don't want to just assume because it's like a crazy, you know, scientist with white hair <laughs> and a younger sidekick. 
Um, but it did have that. Okay, I'm I'm really gonna have to watch. I feel I like I feel like so disconnected. I feel like some of these grandma like her the kids are really into the <laughs> morning and the Stranger Things. I was like I was like good lord lord. <laughs> like, like like when I think I talked about it a couple episodes ago. I was like who's BTS? They're like God Lauren, how old are you? I'm like I'm not that old. I just don't know K-pop. I'm sorry, but <laughs> but y'all, I promise I'm gonna watch an episode of Rick and Morty. <laughs> I'm really surprised it sold out. You know, I knew it'd be a popular title and I know that, you know, TNA was a huge hit. So I was just expecting another great thing to come out of Spooky Pinball. So that's really exciting that they got Rick and Morty. And I have um, a couple of friends who, you know, told me that they were really excited to like put some input about how great it is. Yeah, no, um, for sure. I'm very excited. Um, that that of the things I've seen lately, that's the one I'm most interested in. And I really liked, I mean, I'm obviously the intro music to the show is um, from TNA. I'm a huge, that's like my game. And then I really liked Alice Cooper's Nightmare Castle. It was so much fun to play. Um, I don't get a chance to play it too much because usually it's when I'm like out on location out of town. But that was a fun game to shoot. So I'm just, Spooky's just, everything's coming up spooky. I, I love it. So congratulations to them and to selling out on all those machines so quickly too. That's awesome. Um, I don't, I'm kind of like wondering if they're going to do another run. You know, like this, yeah. like I know kind of collectors hate that because they're like, now you've messed it up. Now I'm not special. But uh I'm like, well, you know, if it's sold so well, I'm just do another run. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be my second thought, honestly, if it was, you know, that much of a hit and, you know, you can't get your hands on it. You know, people are still going to want to add a Rick and Morty to their arcades or like collection. Yeah, definitely. I'm sure operators would really like a Rick and Morty. Again, getting those non pinball people drawn in, like you're going to get them with things like Rick and Morty and stranger things. And, and I feel like we're making the turn. Like there's been this, I, I and we've talked about on the show plenty of times, like, you know, like old dad rock pins and pins from like that are just a generation or two behind. And now we're just kind of making that turn to where we're doing things that are just a lot more modern, a lot more relevant, like things that are current. <laughs> and I think that it's going to just bring in that new generation of pinball players. That That is Lauren's opinion. I know. I completely agree. I was at the arcade the other day and I heard some, you know, new players walk by and they're like, is that Aerosmith? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, we got Sorry, guys. <laughs> we Your old dad things. rock machine. Sorry, guys. But but that's the exact thing. How do we expect to get these new generations of players and younger players if we're not going to have things that appeal to them? And I think that both Stern and Spooky are just right on the money with going with relevant new themes, Rick and Morty, and of course, uh, Stranger Things. Yes. <laughs> Staying on that topic, we found out that American Pinball had gotten the IP for Hot Wheels, which I was like, well, I'm going to give you some points for Hot Wheels because people know that and it probably will be a game with a lot of cool ramps. But I'm like, I don't know if Hot Wheels is super relevant. Like, you know, I was like, out of all the, the intellectual properties and all the themes you could have gone with. I don't know about Hot Wheels. I don't want to. I don't want to poo-poo on it because it could be totally fun. But again, is Hot Wheels going to be that theme that's going to draw in that person that's never played pinball before? I don't know. When I first, you, when you first told me about it, I was kind of having like NASCAR nightmare flashbacks. <laughs> just like you know, just thinking about the toys and you know, um, you know, how far can you go with Hot Wheels? Um, I mean, we already have like 
Indianapolis 500, which is like a great car themed game. And then we have other ones. I'm sure there can be a new wonderful car themed game. But um, Hot Wheels, aren't they just toys? They're like, yeah, they're just like, it doesn't have any kind of to my knowledge, um, kind of commercial tie-in with like a, a TV show or any kind of, you know, media part. It's just the little mechan like little metal cars. Yeah. They should just so- do ooh, they should do a slime themed if we're doing toys. <laughs> like Legos or the Lego movie. That'd be cool. That would be cool. Like that's on like my sh- like short list of like themes I would love to see. Like I loved loved the lego movie i love legos um like for the longest time i had them in my office yeah actually i have a hobbit house out of lego i see it <laughs> oh, listeners what you cannot see is that directly behind priyanka is the lego hobbit house which is so awesome i don't have mine out right now because um i had to pack them away but i had the lady ghostbusters which i was oh, like so excited yeah, about really um funny. and then i had uh the big bang theory set i've had like legos over the years like i tend to like stuff um it's the lego god it's the lego idea series where people like say you should do a lego thing on this and then they're like yeah that's a great idea and um i wanted to get the lego nasa lady lady nasa set y'all sense a theme yeah i want all the lady legos but, um but it's they there's so many cool lego sets out there and i just enjoy like that is like so zen like therapeutic to me putting together legos yeah i think the um license would be difficult to get but it actually would have a lot of popularity i feel like any type of because it's you know they have multiple lego movies and everyone understands or remembers legos as a toy because i don't know how many other toys could cross over into pinball very easily yeah no and i completely agree lego is just iconic you know it doesn't matter, you know, how old you are, gender, whatever. Everybody loves Legos. I mean, you could do the Lego movie thing, which was hilarious. And, you know, they've now done Lego, the, the second Lego movie. They have the Lego Batman. I just think that that's a, I don't know. I agree with you. It's probably because that that license and also that, you know, IP is probably really hard to get. Like Lego probably is like, no. But I just, in my mind, I'm like, I can imagine the cabinet having Lego all like on it, like being built, like not built with Lego. Well, you could build it with Lego, but, um, but you know, having Lego on it. And it was like, oh, that'd be so much fun. Yeah, it would be really cool. But Hot Wheels, it might be fun. Um, I'm really curious to what's going to happen. Yeah, I'm I'm not passing judgment. I will wait until we see something come out of American Pinball. And the other piece of news is Deep Root actually like set a countdown timer on their website. So their official opening to the public um, launch is going to be March 25th, 2020. And um, if you would like to be invited, you can actually request to come to Deep Root down here in San Antonio. And I put myself on the list. I don't know if I'm going to make it, y'all. But if I do, I'll be very excited. But it's the when the 25th is the Wednesday before TPF. So if you plan to come to Texas for TPF, it's like a five to six hour drive between San Antonio and Dallas. So it's doable. Um, so it might be something you want to like, you know, put on your pinball calendar. Yeah, uh, that's so cool. Yeah, no, it's 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 gonna be super fun. I'm 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 excited, and um, you know, again, if I if I make it in there, don't worry, you guys, I will be your your reporter on the street <laughs> and tell you everything that happened. But uh, we'll fe- we'll keep our fingers crossed. We'll see what happens. Um, because I mean, I'm still new kid. Like, you know, I'm still the new kid in the, you know, I, I hate saying pinball media. It makes me sound so pretentious, but, <laughs> but 
but uh, yeah, so I'm the new kid on the block, but we'll see what happens. Um, if I find if I find anything out, I'll let y'all know. All right, news done. So let's talk about Priyanka. I think you are one of the top players in the game and I love watching you play. I've uh, seen you countless times on Papa TV. How did you get kind of pulled into Papa TV and, and what's that experience been like for you? So uh, a lot of um, the Pittsburgh Penn Law League um, we like to like kind of really support Papa and replay effects a lot. So you know, we tend to do a lot of volunteering. And uh, since I have a photography background, I wanted to be more involved in Papa TV and, you know, setting up the cameras, you know, setting up. Um, so for this last Pinberg, I helped um, producer Jim set up all of the gear and all the tables and everything for the live stream for finals. And I really like working back there. And then also, you know, sometimes they're like, go play. <laughs> I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'll play. Like, I'll do whatever, you know, as long as, um, you know, I'm helping out. And I really do enjoy uh, playing. It helps to play on camera if you get really nervous. It really pushed it pushed me to be more comfortable with lots of people watching. And I love being in like a mentorship, like teaching role. Um, my buddy, Chris Stevens, and I used to do a lot of streaming on his site because he actually lives down the street from me. So I'd walk over, we do like, you know, stream on his game for an hour or so. And, you know, that kind of translated into, you know, we both work on Papa TV and we both enjoy and have this fun buddy, uh, friendship that we like to, you know, see if we can uh, kick each other's butt on camera. <laughs> <laughs> it's always like, I wi I'm, I'm winning and I'm documenting it and everybody's <laughs> seeing it. Yay. One point for Priyanka. The team is so good and um, they're so funny. It's so much uh, like hanging out with your friends every Tuesday night is, uh, it's a great experience. I have to say, I feel really lucky to be involved in Papa TV and be able to um, just commentate and work on like, you know, my skills because I have the most fun doing it. So then I know it's something I have to do. I completely agree. I, I get so much joy from watching you guys play on Papa TV because of the energy you guys have. It just seems like literally I'm just hanging out at y'all's place and we're just playing pinball where sometimes I, and streaming is just tough in general. It's it's not always the easiest thing to do, but um, sometimes it can either get too into the weeds and there's not like a lot of like conversation and, and just things. But uh, I love watching you guys play. <laughs> it's so much fun um, because you guys, it just seems like I'm at somebody's house chilling and watching you guys play. I also like to ask tons of questions and kind of make it easy that if you just tuned in at any moment during the stream and you don't know anything about pinball, you know, try to answer some of those questions and try to get people hooked. And I think that's a big element too, because lots of streamers are out there, they're streaming, they're having a good time, but I feel that there's like a teaching element that Papa has because it does really, you guys really, you break down rule sets. So if I need to like, if I need to figure out a game, I will literally I'm like, is there a Papa stream on <laughs> Yeah. Um, and usually there is because you have access to all those amazing games. Yeah, way in the catalogs. There are a lot of games that we have that are special that you don't see unless you're at one of our events or that you don't see unless um, you're watching the videos. And there's a massive backlog of catalog um, of videos that we've done in the past and we'll redo them, you know, go over more things. And um, 
everybody comes from a different background too. So like producer Jim is um, the producer. We also have a couple techs who come in and commentate and play. So then they talk about, you know, the different things they've had to work on to fix the games, which is interesting too. So we try to make it like a, a all around interesting entertainment experience. Yeah, no, it's, I think you guys have like totally hit it out of the park on that. I think it, it is a lot of fun, but it's, it's, it's informative too. And we even tell like what, cause again, I, you know, ho, uh, I'm the coordinator for Bells here. My counterpart, Chris Doyle, we always kind of mention Papa TV. We're like, if you want to learn gameplay, go watch Papa TV. We promise you, you guys will have lots of fun, Ed, but it's educational. You'll learn how to play some of these um, machines because a lot of times, especially if they're going to like a tournament or event, I'm like, it's not going to be the same stuff we have here. If you can find out what the game list is beforehand, just go and start watching videos as much as you can to at least find out some of the rules. So as, as a competitive player, um, you know, what would be some, like a couple of practical tips or advice that you would give to somebody when they walk up to a machine and they haven't had a chance to play it or, you know, watch Papa TV, what, what are some ways that you break it down when you come across something you've never played before? So that actually still happens to me where I will walk up to a game, mostly it's a classic game, and I won't know how to play it. So um, if there is the instruction card, I'll look for it and kind of just like look for some, you know, big, you know, things that look out to me, like, how do I get double bonus? If is it is it easy? When I look at the play field, can I like, kind of map out where everything is. Um, another big thing I do is I get really um, nervous if I don't know where the ball is going to pop out of because there are a lot of games where, you know, the ball will get, you know, trapped somewhere or in a saucer and then, you know, eject from a different place. So I tend to watch the people playing ahead of me if they are playing ahead, kind of make notes, mental notes about, okay, this is what the game is doing because every game, even if I played it before, plays different. Um, and then I mostly play classic games. So usually they spell it out somewhere on the plastics or the play field. You can kind of point out stuff. And if, you know, you try to shoot something and it doesn't work out and you try again and it doesn't work out, just, you know, switch it up, see whatever you have the most fun working at. Cause, um, whatever, you know, if you can hit an unlit spinner and do it successfully, you know, it's going to be worth more than going for something super risky, you know? It is a very like strategical risk versus reward mindset, but I also like to, I like to go for spinners and double bonus and try to see, you know, what's the most fun and the best feeling shots that usually leads to something good. I think those are some, some great tips. So one of the, the things that I, I know most about you is because there have only been two uh, women's international pinball tournaments or whipped events and you have made it to the finals for both. So I think that that's alone is pretty impressive. You beat the field both times to make it to the top four. Um, the first year in 2008, you made second and this year you made four. So I, congratulations on that. You, you did it twice. So I'm like, that's very impressive. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, this year it was that, that whole whipped finals was a little crazy between the lights going out for Carrie wing, the crazy save from, uh, Rachel on Spanish eyes. What were your feelings about the, the whipped finals overall? It, the whipped finals were the games are so different than I've ever had to play before. Like I've played Spanish eyes for fun, but if you told me what I asked me what I was doing, I would not know what to tell you. <laughs> Spanish eyes, it was just kind of like flip, 
or flip kid, see if you can and just like, (laughs) let it go. But, um, I had a really good time. Uh, the competition was really good, but yeah, there was some weird stuff that would come up come along, you know, um, Willy Wonka was in the tournament bank and think, uh, I'm really thankful for Papa TV. I think I was maybe the only one who had any type of experience on it. So I was excited to play it, but it was still so new and very difficult because it was set up to Papa standards. I don't know if you've played Willy Wonka. It's very fast. It is very fast. I, I, it's more of, I given Willy Wonka my money. Um, <laughs> um, I, I, it's beautiful, but gameplay wise, I've gotten one, one, one really good game on it. Um, the rest of them, it's just, boom. I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. So I usually, I am such, I love classic games. I love solid states and EMs. So the, you know, it was just, you know, a game of chance to see if, um, the ones would work well with me. And, um, I was still happy about how well I did. Uh, I just like missed the mark a couple of times. Spanish eyes really didn't give me a shot, but you know, I was like, okay, that's pinball. (laughs) (laughs) I was watching. That was rough, (laughs) but I think overall, I mean, you did really well. And that's a whole lot of points. I went and looked up again, part of my, my cyber stalking. Um, I looked you up on IFPA and I was like, oh, snaps. That's a whole lot of points there. I think for second place, you got like 50 Whopper points and I forget what it was for fourth, but it was a substantial amount. So I was like, oh, hey, well done. (laughs) There's a lot. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty awesome. So as a competitive player, um, I don't know if you've heard any of the uh, things that have come out about the women's advisory board for IFPA. Um, have you gotten to see any of that? And I was just going to kind of ask you what your thoughts were on the development of the, the women's advisory board for the IFPA. So I have, um, my year has been really crazy. So I haven't been able to be completely, um, you know, caught up on everything. I know, um, I did respond to a couple surveys about IFPA and I really supported creating the women's advisory board, um, and having some, you know, uh, women in positions where they could make decisions based off of our, like, you know, we have our own rankings now, so it's going to be a little bit different than the main rankings. And, uh, you know, I, wasn't sure about the IFPA dollar fee. And I like that, you know, IFPA did consult a lot of female players and to see like what they, um, what their opinions were and, you know, ended up not doing the dollar fee, if I'm correct. Yes, you are correct. They, they postponed the dollar fee, I think after the feedback from the women's advisory board and, and most other, um, league coordinators and things like that. Cause we all said, Hey, now hold on, hold on. It's, it's not that we're against the dollar. We just don't think we're ready for the dollar yet. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I think that, um, with all the changes that have come along with the, the women's advisory board and we'll deep dive into that, hopefully we're going to get one of the board members on to talk about all the, the recent changes they made a, a couple of weeks ago. Um, either Juana or Olivia, um, some, some Anna, um, but we'll get somebody on to talk about it. But I just, as a, as a competitive player, I wanted to kind of see what your, your thoughts were. So, I mean, I haven't heard anybody say that's terrible. Like they, we should not have that, but, uh, <laughs> but it's, it, I think it's, we're moving in the right direction. It's probably because we really need them. And <laughs> I met Juana at Pinbaltimore um, a couple months ago and she is fantastic. And I'm so happy that she's on the board. 
I think that they, I really like the diversity and the, um, you know, different walks of life and, you know, experiences in pinball and just the, the collection of ladies that they have on the board is just really interesting. And I'm excited to see what they do next because they've kind of made a big splash in, in women's pinball. So I'm, I'm excited to see where they go from here. Um, they have a lot of work to do. Um, I was like, Oh wow, you guys have been really busy. Um, but you know, congratulations to them. But, but uh, I wanted to get your feedback since you're kind of a high rank, high ranking lady player. So um, yeah, I'm still like in the, I think I'm like in the, five, three, four thousand. I'm just like, it's just terrible. (laughs) My goal is to make it to the top 100 of the ladies bracket. I'm like, I'm going to need to do really well at like a big tournament. That's like, I'm like, that's going to be it because that's going to be able to vault me. Because my favorite is it's like when I finish, I'm like, you got 0.05 whoppers. I'm like, this is just sad. (laughs) The the field is tough. It's getting increasingly more tough. And if you're looking for um, those uh, IFPA points, you know, you really have to place, which makes it difficult. Um, for this last year, I haven't been able to play. Um, and I don't think I've played in any other women tournaments other than whipped. <laughs> so my ranking has actually dropped a significant amount, but you know, uh, my jobs were making it a little bit, uh, tricky. So now that I have a new job, guess what? I'm coming back. <laughs> She's coming back y'all. Coming back. You heard it here first. 2020 look out. Priyanka's out there. She's going to be taking it. I'm excited. <laughs> so it's going to be super cool. So now that, you know, 2020 is coming up, what do you, what is a big event that you'd like to go to besides replay effects or, or whipped? Is there a, an event that you have either loved to go to that you're excited to go to, or is there one on your radar that you'd like to try for the first time? Uh, yeah, there are a few. <sighs> So I typically like match play style um, tournaments. Same. Same. So uh, I went to the 24-hour battle the year before this, and it had a really good time. Um, I missed this one because it also sold out so quickly. So I'm excited to try that again. Um, you know, I really enjoy um, in Cleveland, they have uh, at the end of each month, they have a super electric battle and it is like match play and they have mostly classic games, which are my style. So, um, (laughs) and my friends who operate that um, arcade, they're so cool. It has like a fun seventies vibe. Everything is wood. So I know I'm excited to go to that, you know, as much as I can. I know the Bells and Chimes out in Cleveland have a few um, tournaments that I haven't been able to make. And now I'm finally going to, you know, go on a little drive. And I know, like, locally, we're going to have more of our um, Bride of PPL uh, tournaments because we have our own special women's league here. I don't know. Maybe... um, Maybe that tournament in Texas, that seems really fun. Girl, you should come. It's <laughs> Texas Pinball Festival. So Texas Pinball Festival, we, only, we have the, the Wizards tournament. Then we have the Classics tournament, which I think you would love because it's all classics. And then there is the, uh, now if I remember the name of it, like, I think it's called the Texas Lady Shootout. And it is the all um, ladies tournament that happens on the third day. So it's a lot of fun. And if you want to do that, not only for you, but for everybody else out there, um, you need to pre-register for the women's tournament um, at the TPF website. Well, I guess I'll just leave it open. If there is a tournament happening in 2020 that I should 
maybe consider going to, I guess, just message me online. I'm going to make a master list because uh, I'm also leaving it open. And I mentioned to Papa TV if they need any help when they're, you know, on the road doing um, live broadcasts for actual finals out for the circuit. I mentioned that now that I have the ability to, I will help out. So maybe I could sneak in somewhere. Yay. Super fun. I like it. You're leaving it open to the universe. Kind of see what happens. I like it. I like it. It's awesome. So Priyanka, it has been amazing talking to you. We're coming towards the end of the show. Um, the end of the show is our one and only segment, which is inside the pinball arcade. And this is where we ask questions of you and find out more about your pinball mind. Are you ready? Yes. All right, here we go. Question number one, what game do you love? What game do I love? So right now, I love Stern's Cheetah. Um, <laughs> what is it that you love about it? So the art package on it is beautiful. Um, I feel uh, it's all plants and um, this really gorgeous babe, you know, in a leopard print outfit, you know, with her cheetahs. <laughs> it's very luxurious. And I feel like, you know, the it has the classic Stern 80s sounds. Um, it's all green and gold. And I think it, um, I can't remember what art style it reminds me of. Um, I'm really blanking, but I would love to have it in my house. It is probably one of my Holy Grail games. Yeah, no, um, that's a, that's an awesome game. And I love, so have you seen the Bells and, um, not Bells, uh, Babes in Pinland shirt where they did it uh, like off the cheetah? Have you seen that? No, if you get a chance, Babes in Pinland out of Seattle, their league shirt or one of them have, like they took the cheetahs, but made them just cats. But it looks just like the cheetah like um, artwork. It's like my favorite. I get stopped more times in that dang shirt. They're like, oh, cheetah. And I was like, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to find one. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, like reach out to Maureen. Um, the, the girls with Babes in Pinland, they're amazing. But yeah, I was like, when I saw the shirt, I was like, oh, there are kitties on it. I was like, I have to have it. So it's so awesome. But yay, that's I love that one. Nobody has mentioned Cheetah before. So that's a that's a cool one. I like it. All right. Question number two. What game do you hate? What game do I hate? Oh, that's a good one. Um Ooh, there was one I have uh so I really don't like Viking. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think know. somebody else has also mentioned that, or no, somebody wanted to buy Viking. I don't know. I don't. Viking has been mentioned on the show, which is funny because it has a big spinner on it, and I'm like love spinners. But I had to play it in Classics League on Sunday, and it was the first time where they're like, "What position do you want?" I was like, "Put me first. Let's get it out of the way," because <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm going to do bad. Oh my goodness! No, that, that that's that's a fun one. Um, but I understand. Believe me, I have games where I'm like, that game is hot garbage. I was like, I hate that game so much. And it's usually because I'm like really bitter about it because I like went out on it in a tournament. It's nothing necessarily to do with the game. I'm just like, no, I hate that game and it hates me. No. <laughs> All right. Question number three. What is your favorite pinball art package? This can be back glass, cabinet, or play field art. You kind of might have mentioned it earlier, but maybe besides Cheetah, is there another one or is Cheetah your game? Cheetah is my game, but... um. What back class do I like? Other than Cheetah, I like Andromeda. It has the lady on it with the bats. They're like bat wolves. <laughs> cool. I definitely, I look at a lot of um, 
pinball lady art. I definitely like to document it as much as possible. But yeah, I think Andromeda would be my second favorite art package. It's pretty cool. Yeah, no, I'm, um, I love that art package. Nobody's mentioned it before, so that's cool. Um, but also, like, I'm all about the Lady Pinball art because I'm always making flyers or something for bells or, like, you know, trying to do something like, let me go find some ladies pay- playing pinball that don't look too risque, which is eh, a challenge in and of itself. But it's, like, so much fun to find fun um, pinball, pinball art for the ladies. I'm like, oh, there's so much fun stuff out there. So um, very, yeah, very well, cool. I'm sure I have plenty. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will definitely let you know. All right. Question number four. What is your favorite pinball sound? This can be a sound package. This can be a, a particular sound that comes from a particular um, object on a play field. Hmm. That's a good question. So I like really ridiculous sounds like, you know, when bad cats goes meow, 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 or (laughs) (laughs) that is actually the favorite sound from Danny Peck. Um, When she was on the show, she said the meow, 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 meow. That's good. Yeah. (laughs) From, from, from bad cats. (laughs) Or when you go, um, when you're going halfway up the ramp on taxi and it like goes meow at you. Uh, That's, um, yeah, that I like those, uh, I love stern sounds. So like, you know, meteor galaxy where the stern, like the pitches keep on rising. I like stuff like that. Um, so I guess it's a lot of tones, but, um, there are a couple of games that you can technically dance to like TX sector. You can kind of like, Oh yeah. Dance a little bit to that. So I like those. Excellent choices. I like those. All right. Question number five, what is your favorite tournament festival or expo to play in? Uh, tournament festival or expo to play in or attend. So mm, that's a good one. It's been so long. I do enjoy, uh, obviously replay effects is so much fun. Um, I tend to play tons of video games and like DDR there when I'm there. Uh, I went to, uh, pin Baltimore. That was pretty fun. It was really like, there were, I think I like, um, I like tournaments that have other things you can do, like bands and stuff. So yeah. I've never been to MAGFest, but it's definitely on my list because I know it's like you can cosplay and then go see a concert and then go play some more pinball. Back when the Louisville Arcade Expo was happening, I think that was my number one. But really? I don't think, yeah. I don't think they have um, a pinball tournament in that anymore. But, you know, I might go back just to to see it because uh it was a really fun time going to the louisville um pinball or arcade expo and that we've had that discussion here locally where we're like maybe we should have a a san antonio pinball event but we're like yeah i mean not that people don't want to come but it should be part of something else so they have other things to do so there's always that challenge of like you know Things like TPF is its own monster. I mean, it's all pinball, but there's other things. You've got like um, speaking, you've got the playing floor, you've got the different tournaments. There's lots of things to do. Um, the Houston Arcade Expo is that way. Replay effects, of course. You know, I just I do like it when it's connected to something. I completely agree with you on that because it's like, I mean, I'm here to play in the tournament, but I'm not going to be playing in the tournament the entire time. Yeah, it, it, there's a lot to think about when you're going to events. Definitely. I like to switch it up so I'm not just competing at one time and, you know, treat it almost like a little vacation. Yeah, no, definitely. So I like that. All right. 
Question number six, what is your grail pin? Do you either own it or would you like to attain it? And this is a, a pin that's out there like right now. A grail pin. So if I had to choose, it'd probably be like something modern. <laughs> um, let me think. I definitely like Attack from Mars. When I start, first started playing like the original, mm, I ended up playing Attack from Mars a lot. Um, I also like, it's really funny. I like no good gophers cause it's so silly. <laughs> so maybe I'd get one of those if I had the space plus the attack from Mars. <laughs> um, there's so many to choose from. It's funny cause a lot of times people are like, what's your favorite game? And I, you know, I think I just like, my brain just opens up to Papa and I'm like, there's so many games. <laughs> Can I just pick Papa? <laughs> that just the papa just all of all, all oh, the things yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right question number seven who would you most like to play head-to-head -head, or who do you enjoy playing pinball with the most oh it's so hard um i like playing against Honestly, I would say this is really silly. I would say anybody in our my local women's league because we have such a fun camaraderie. We do talk a little smack, but <laughs> in a fun way. So anytime I play against um, any of uh, my fellow uh, colleagues in the Bride of PPL, it's so much fun, and you get to like be a little snarky against each other. It's I I like when you can keep it cute and keep it fun. Um, and still have a good time playing pinball. Yeah. And that's important. Like, I mean, again, y'all keep it fun. Like don't suck the fun out of it. It's so, uh, I, I just, I feel like I've like, you know, just beaten the drum on this one. I'm like, don't suck the fun. out of it. <laughs> I'm like, if you're not having fun, you're doing it wrong. Um, but yeah, no, I completely agree. All right. Final question. Question number eight. What is your dream theme? This is a theme that has not been uh, created uh, by a major pinball manufacturer, but that you would like to see come to life? Ooh, that's pretty good. Um, I'd probably choose something animated, probably, maybe, or like a female artist. Uh, you know, like, I wouldn't mind if they made another Dolly Parton machine. Oh, I, I love Dolly that. Parton. You know, uh, <laughs> let me think. Uh, I love Bob's Burgers. That'd be cool. Bob's Burgers. Uh, uh, what else? You know, they already did uh, X-Men. Let me think. Oh, Gargoyles, the original <gasps> 90s. Oh, my God. Yes. that would. I think that would make Amazing Machine, one. Two, they just re-released it with Disney Plus. So you can mm -hmm. see the Gargoyles, you know, again. Because I hadn't. It was funny. I watched the Gargoyles when it came out. Like, I remember that vividly. My brother was a huge fan. And and I remember, you know, I hadn't really thought about it. And then, you know, Disney Plus came out. Boom. And then like, oh, Gargoyles. Da, da, da. And the guy that uh, the creator behind Gargoyles was trying to make it into, like, to bring back the show. And I'm like, I would watch that. I would totally watch that again. Yeah. So that's cool. I like Gargoyles. So I used to nanny these two little girls and they liked that I liked pinball. So I'd take them to the arcade from now again. And, and you know, they liked anything with rainbow LEDs. But, you know, we always talked about like how it'd be cool to have like, you know, My Little Pony or maybe a Frozen game, like something that was kind of a bit feminine that, 
you know, can get the little girls into playing almost like, you know, the kind of reaction people want from when, you know, picking Hot Wheels, but the other direction. Yeah. No, I, I think Frozen would do really well. Like, even though it's like, it seems like it's female centric. I, I just think that it's just a great like story. And I mean, yes, it's very empowering to, to young ladies, but I just, I love Frozen. I'm so, I was all excited when Frozen 2 came out and nobody wants to go see it with me. And I was like, you know what? While I'm off this week, I'm gonna go see that by myself. I don't yeah. even care. So totally. I'll let y'all know what I think about Frozen 2 here on the next episode. <laughs> um, but I, I, Frozen My Little Pony. Julie Dorsers and I have like had this whole like we're gonna do a Hello Kitty machine. I was like, Hello that Kitty. That would be great. Hello yeah. Kitty would be great. Hello, you know, I was like even Prince. Prince would be great. <gasps> That's my oh my God. See, Priyanka, you're my sister from another mister, you and Julie, because <laughs> Prince is my like oh, a number one music pin. Like if somebody asked me like what would be your music pin, it was like Prince. I was like, it Prince is amazing or was amazing. Um, his music transcends genres, like it transcends age, yeah, race, whatever. Everybody loves Prince. And I'm like, oh my God, I could even just imagine it like all like purple, like 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 holographic glitter. Like I want it to yeah. be so sparkly. Um LEDs. That'd be so good. Oh my god, it'd be I was like, please let there like be like oh my god, I can't even like the purple rain edition. I was like, oh my god. So yeah, y'all, if y'all need some help with a Prince pinball machine, just give me a call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have plenty of ideas too. See, yeah, yeah, call me, call Priyanka. We will let you know how to do that right. So for sure. Priyanka, thank you again so much. Again, thank you for being so gracious and working with my scheduling snafus. I have oh, enjoyed wow. having you on the show so much. For people who want to follow all that is Priyanka, um, are you on social media at all? Yeah, I do. So I have my own personal Instagram account, but I also uh, manage like a pinball account called at pinball women. So you can always uh, follow me there and uh, send me cool pictures of pinball art. Yeah, no, pinball women is awesome. I mean, I follow both Priyanka, regular real life Priyanka and pinball women. They're both great on Instagram. Um, Again, Priyanka, thank you so much for being on the show. I hope that you have an amazing holiday season. Good luck with your new job. And I am very excited to run into you. I'll definitely see you at Replay FX because I'm going to make it out there. This is going to be my first Pinberg. I'm very excited about it. Oh, great. I hope we see each other before then, though. Uh, listeners, again, thank you so much for, for being here, for being supportive of the show. I really appreciate it. Next week, we're going to be doing our... 2019 recap and I'm very excited about the guests we're going to have on we're going to have Stephanie Guida and Crystal Gemnick from Riptide Pinball Podcast that's so exciting I know I was like hey guys you want to come on my show like you guys like we do like a we a year in review thing and they were like yeah we'll come I'm like yes success um so they're going to be on next week uh I I hope to have that edited and and up by the new year um this episode hopefully will go out in the next day or two I'm going to keep on top of it and since I'm off of work I was like I can actually edit and have time to do that but again guys thank you for all your support if you have any thoughts or you know comments or if there's a woman that you'd like to see featured on the show please feel free to email me i'm at backboxpinballpodcast at gmail.com if you want to have an awesome shirt you can go to the website and get your shirt just click on swag and again the patreon links at the top if you think the show is awesome and you want to donate um there are ways to do that as well and again thank you priyanka for being on the show um always a pleasure i i love chatting with you thank you so much and everybody thank you so much for listening and keep flipping Thanks for listening to the Backbox Pinball Podcast. 
We hope you enjoyed the show. To get pinball fun delivered to you every week, subscribe to our podcast on your podcatcher of choice. Also, we'd love for you to post a review on Apple Podcasts. To look at show notes and more, visit our website at backboxpinballpodcast.fireside.fm. Again, that's backboxpinballpodcast.fireside.fm. Thanks for taking us with you, and keep flipping! Keep flipping!